Blog Talk Radio. Titled 
ain't worried about it. That's funny. It's weird you check that right now on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can download or stream. Somebody have a clap your hands. We are back here. Somebody have a movie up here? Huh? Don't be too cute. I'm sorry, say that
Uh, he's the lead pastor for preaching and vision at Bridgeway Church in Oklahoma City. He's the founder of Enjoying God Ministries and a council member of the Gospel Coalition. He has written numerous books, including uh, Packer on the Christian Life and Practicing the Power. He and his wife, Anne, have two children. So Sam Storms, the writer says this. He said, what does it mean to worship God in spirit and in truth? Many Christians are familiar with the encounter. Yeah, yeah. With the encounter between Jesus and the Samaritan woman in John 4. But not everyone, not everyone uh, can explain what Jesus meant when he said the Father is seeking men and women who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Uh, John 4 and 23. Uh, To say that we must worship God in spirit means, among other things, that it must originate from within, from the heart. It must be sincere and motivated by our love for God and gratitude for all he is and has done. Worship, Jesus, help me right here, Lord. Worship cannot be mechanical or formalistic. Let me say that again. Worship cannot be mechanical or formalistic. That does not necessarily rule out certain rituals or liturgy, but it does not demand, or rather, but it does demand that all physical postures or symbolic actions must be infused with heartfelt commitment and faith and love and zeal. But the word spirit here, he says, may also be referenced to the Holy Spirit. There's a disagreement among a lot of Bible scholars. The Apostle Paul said that Christians worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh, uh, Philippians 3 and 3. But it's the Holy Spirit who awakens in us an understanding of God's beauty and splendor and power. It is the Holy Spirit who stirs us to celebrate and rejoice and give thanks. It's the Holy Spirit, come on now, who opens our eyes to see and savor all that God is for us in Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit who I hope and pray orchestrates our services and leads us in corporate praise of God. So let's jump into this. Um, What does it mean to worship God in spirit and in truth? First thing it says in here is um, do not or don't omit the truth. Don't omit the truth. Don't omit the truth. The writer says, this worship, however, must also be in truth. He says, it's easy for us to understand, uh, for it obviously means that our worship must conform to the revelation of God in Scripture. It must be informed by who God is and what he is like. Our worship must be rooted in and tethered to the realities of biblical revelation. God forbid that we should ever sing heresy. Worship is not to be formed by what feels good, but by the light of what's true. Can we pause right there? I I really feel like I need to go back, though. Um, I do. I am going to go back before I jump ahead. Um, When we talk about worshiping God in spirit and truth, it, 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 it doesn't mean you can't have your traditions in your church. But what it means is you can't be so dogmatic. You can't be so staunch in your position that you leave no room for God's spirit. That you can't be so stuck on, well, we got to do this first. 
Well, everything, sometimes God doesn't follow, well, I mean, let me say sometimes. You do know that God does not follow our plans. Let me say that again. He does not follow our plans. Now, he honors what we do in his name. But that does not mean he follows our plans, right? So you got to push and, and push to, to find out, watch this, so that, so that when people, we find out that people are worshiped, that it's not mechanical. Everybody do this. Everybody do that. Everybody do this. And then you turn it all around. Everybody, everybody that, that, that's not how God operates. That's not how he operates. He wants us to, 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 to have that, uh, that correlation, that collaboration, that, uh, uh, that in tune, to be in tuned with the Holy Spirit so that when the Holy Spirit does move, it moves us. But not just move us to dance and move us to clap, but move us to change. Move our hearts to be changed. Come on now. Uh, she says, Angela said, it's called free in him. Yeah. Because all that dancing and you still ain't changed. All that speaking in tongues and foaming at the mouth and you still ain't changed. But you know what, uh, Tanya, I look at that both ways. Because I say about the people who foaming at the mouth and doing all that jumping and shouting and they still raising hell. But then I think about the ones who ain't never jumped and shout. That's probably why you can't. Because you, cause you're scared of what might happen if you do. <laughs> oh, God. But the writer says this when he said, don't admit the truth. He says, genuine Christ exalting worship must never be mindless or based in ignorance. It must be doctrinally grounded and focused on the truth of all we know about our great triune God. To worship inconsistently with what is revealed to us in Scripture ultimately degenerates into idolatry. Let me worship. Let me, let me say this again. Oh, my God. To worship inconsistently with what is revealed to us in Scripture ultimately degenerates into idolatry. That means if we're only praising God because Psalm says that everything that has breath praise the Lord because it said it, but, we're not, but we don't mean it when we do it, then, then at that point it just becomes idolatry. Now we're just worshiping the word the written word and not the word. You know, the, in the beginning was the word, meaning the word, meaning, uh, and then the word was made flesh, that word, not the, not the written word, but the word. Because when, when, when it becomes ritualistic or traditional or very legalistic, it's one step from being idolatry, right? It's one step from saying, uh, it's one step from saying, okay, when they play the music, you jump. When they stop playing the music, you sit down. It's like musical chairs. And we, shouldn't want, and we shouldn't want to play that role or be a part of that in our worship lives. So don't omit the truth. Don't omit the truth. Let's continue. The writer said this. He says the next thing is both and and. Both and. He said some prefer to worship only in spirit. Uh, some prefer to worship only in spirit, but couldn't, let, couldn't care less about the truth. In fact, they think focusing on the truth has a potential to quench the spirit. The standard by which they judge the success of worship is the thrills and chills they experience. Uh-oh. He says, now make no mistake. Worship that doesn't engage in inflamed emotions and affections is worthless. 
Jesus himself criticized the worship of religious leaders in his day by saying that whereas they honor God with their lips, their hearts are far from him. True worship must engage the heart, the affections, the totality of our being. But any affection or feeling or emotion stirred up by error or false doctrine is worthless. Woo! My God. Any affection that is stirred up by error or false doctrine is worthless. You got to have both. You got to have both. It's, it's not, it's not a, I'll take this, but I won't take this. Because if you're worshiping him, but you ain't doing it, you're only going to do it in spirit, but not in truth, then what are you doing? What are you doing? If, 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 if you ain't worshiping him, it, it says worship him in spirit and in truth. Watch this. The writer goes on to say, he says, others prefer to worship only in truth. And he says, are actually offended when they or others feel anything or experience heightened emotions. He says, not long ago, the writer says, I heard one evangelical pastor say, I often wish that we wouldn't sing or have music, but that I could simply see and say the words or lyrics that express biblical truth. I don't like being distracted by the emotions that rise up in me when we sing music, uh, when we sing to musical accompaniment. He says, I couldn't believe my ears. By all means, let us sing only what is true. But to do so without affection and feeling and heartfelt emotion is unthinkable. Perhaps you've seen this statement by John Piper, one worth seeing again. Truth without emotion produces dead orthodoxy and a church full of artificial admirers. On the other hand, emotion without truth produces empty frenzy and cultivates shallow people who refuse the disciple of rigorous thought. But true worship comes from people who are deeply emotional and who love and uh, who love deep and sound doctrine. Strong affections for God rooted in truth are the bone and marrow of biblical worship. Can I say this? There has to be a uh, There there, there has to be a want, a desire. Yeah, that's the word I want to use. There has to be a desire. Uh, There has to be a reason. Uh, 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 What do they call it? Uh, 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 Raison d'etre. There has to be a reason why uh, we we show up. And it's not just for the show, right? It it, it has to be that we want to have an encounter with God. And, and in order to have a, a, an encounter with God, it first has to be sincere. God ain't going to show up because you got the baddest band in the city. He ain't going to show up because you got the baddest worship leader in the city. He ain't going to show up because you got the baddest preacher in the city. There has to be a combination of both spirit, filled with spirit, but also filled with truth. A lot of times we want to spend a lot of time in the spirit so we don't have to deal with the truth. See, a lot of times we just want to shout and be, and, and we want somebody to make us shout and sweat real good so that we don't have to deal with our own truths. But can I help somebody this evening? There is nothing like worshiping God in the midst of your own truth. When you know you ain't got it all together. Oh, help me now. When you know some of your stuff is towed up all the way around but yet you can still muster up a worship. That's, a, that, that, that's, when, that's when you and God connect eye to eye. 
that's when that's when they're that's when that's when when God says this is my child in whom I am well pleased. That's when that happens. Because it goes back to the original verse uh, we were talking about earlier about the plague, about the, the pestilence. Humble yourself and seek my face. When we say, God, you know, I've been messed up for a long time, but you know what, God, as messed up as I am, as torn up as I am, as beaten up as I am, as disappointed as I am, as depressed as I am, as tired and exhausted and, 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 and just flat out stale as I am, I'm still going to offer you some worship. I'm going to give you the best of what I got. As messed up as it might be, I'm going to get you, I'm going to give you the best that I got. I give, I give you an example, and, and, and I'm not comparing God to what I'm about to say, so please don't nobody hit me with none of that foolishness. But y'all know it's real cold outside right now, right, in Chicago. It's real cold. I know when I got in the car this morning, it said negative five, negative five. Watch this. There were people standing on the bus stop today a lot of waiting and even though some of the bus stops do have heat some of them don't some of them don't even have shelters but watch this as raggedy as some of these cars are on the street right now how many folk believe if you pulled up and you was waiting on the bus stop with negative five degrees and, and 20 below windshield factor guess what as ragged as my car is, it can still get you where you need to be. That's what I'm saying. You have to be humble enough to say, you know what? I'm not going to stand out here in this cold because I don't want to get in this raggedy car. I'm going to get in this raggedy car because at least in this raggedy car, there is some heat. At least this raggedy car, is, I'm, 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 I got some shelter. That, that's what God is saying. God is saying, can you humble yourself? In all of you, you see, it's easy to, to come when you got it all together. But God is saying in the midst of all of your pain and turmoil and messed up that you are, can you still say, Lord, I know I ain't got it all together, but I can still lift my hands and worship you. Yeah. The next part says heat and life. Uh, uh, Angela said this is so true. It's called free and already. Lissette says it's freedom in that right there. Yeah. Yeah. Heat and light or hot and cold. The writer says this. Many would insist this is simply impossible. That human soul, the human soul, they say, can't simultaneously hold such seemingly conflicting realities. He says, the way people believe, you'll eventually default to one side or the other. Some insist you can't focus on the truth of God's word without turning into a hyper-intellectual, arrogant elitist, while others argue you can't cultivate heartwarming, emotional, uplifting celebrations without deviating from scripture and succumbing to unbridled fanaticism. I beg to differ. Better still, Jesus begs to differ. The Bible itself begs to differ. God forbid that we should ever find ourselves individually or as a church failing to worship God in both spirit and in truth. Genuine Christ-exalting worship, after all, is the fruit of both heat and light. The light of truth shines into our minds and instructs us about who God is. Such light, in turn, ignites the fire of passion and affection and the heat of joy, love, gratitude, and deep soul satisfaction. Can I pause right there? There is a word that's used quite often 
um, when, it t- when it comes to emotion. It's called intimacy. Intimacy. Now, normally, when we think of the word intimacy, we think about relations. We think about relations. Y'all know what I mean. Intimacy. <clears throat> but here is the thing. You could read a book and learn all about intimacy. Like, if you didn't know anything about intimacy or relations, sex, I'm talking about, you could literally grab a book, grab your encyclopedia, look, go to the section about reproduction, or go to a book about whatever, how to do this or how to do that, and you sit there with the book with some instruction, and you and your partner say, put section A in section B. Move C to D. Now go back and repeat A and B again and again and again. (laughs) Right? Now that's truthfully doing things in truth. Or you could, you could learn the truth and say, okay, now that I know it, I feel some kind of way now. Now I want to show you how I know it. So now we're going to move this from, from just being legalistic and reading the book to becoming what the word actually says, right? So it's that intimacy with God. And a lot of us are afraid to have that level of intimacy with God. Now, y'all can be intimate with a whole lot of people. Y'all scared to be intimate with God. I said what I said. It's that level of intimacy. Can you be that, can you, can you be that vulnerable in front of God? I know some of y'all want to cut the light off when you get up, you know. <laughs> you want to be in the dark. Turn all the lights out. Right? But because it's a, it's a vulnerable state. Well, being intimate in worship is a vulnerable state. Come on now. It's a vulnerable state. And it puts you in, as she said, oh, the prophet Google. It's a vulnerable state. And you should want to get there because that's when the passion and the love and the joy become, at, at, that's when it hits its plateau. You ought to want to go further than surface. Carrie says, some people are intimate with God on a part-time basis. Ah! Mm. If I could write a sermon title right there, y'all treating God like a booty call. I heard what I said. I said what I said. Treating God like a side piece. Huh? Only when it's convenient. I can't hit nobody. Huh? Hmm. Everybody else wasn't doing nothing. God, let me holler at you. Huh? They was busy. God, let me holler at you. <laughs> well, God, since I'm stuck and I ain't got nothing else to do. Come on now. Uh, Lacette says, intimacy separates us from the mechanics of what? Yeah. That's it. It does. It separates us from the mechanics of worship. From the mechanics of worship. Nobody wants to go through the one, two, step, two, two, step, three, now go back, repeat. Nobody wants to do that. No. Once you know who God is, you ain't got to start with A. You can go right to C. The writer says this. He says, some will inevitably conclude that there's too much emotion at Bridgeway, where I serve as pastor, while others insist there's too much doctrine. He says, some will say we're too experimental, too experiential in our worship while others contend we're too theological. Personally, he says, I don't think you can be too much of either, so long as both are embraced and God is honored. 
None of this means you have to worship the way other people at church do. If the truth of God's word moves you to lift your hands, dance, or shout aloud, God bless you. If the truth of God's word leads you into solemn reverence as you remain seated and immovable, God bless you. But let's make certain that in either case, we are worshiping in both spirit and in truth. For it is just such people the Father is seeking. Or as King James says, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. This is good. This was good. I like this. This went, we got right we got right into it too. This was good. You got you you we we if 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 we could do if we if we really just wiped off all of the pomp and circumstance and just got down to true worship, I think some things would increase around us. Don't get me wrong. I like a good shout. I like a good bump. I like a good run. I like a little, I like a good two step. I like and I like to hear some folks talking some tongues. But it makes you wonder with all that tongue talking and all that dancing and shouting and flipping. We still in the midst of this COVID. We still got the same amount of violence that's gotten worse on the street, but we still shouting like we never have before. We doing backflips like we never had before. Still people still getting shot in the street. We speaking in all kind of tongues. COVID still healed. Ain't nobody being delivered. Ain't nobody being set free. But we still we 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 need doing all this talk, but ain't nothing happening. I wonder how much how much truth is really in our worship. Makes you wonder how much truth is really in our worship. Look, we're gonna get ready to get out of here tonight. <clears throat> but before we leave uh completely, I wanna I wanna open up uh uh, uh the prayer list. And give you guys a chance to lift up some names. Yes, thank you, lady. Uh, uh, give, giving uh, all, a, a chance, giving you all rather a chance to lift up some names for some people for prayer. Uh, I will do that. You got about two minutes to do that. To give me some names, I'll just uh, get ready to start our prayer. But if you drop some names in the chat, uh, we will definitely lift them up in prayer. In prayer, because prayer matters. And 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 I and I've always said this. I believe being specific in prayer matters. Yes, God is omniscient. He knows all. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't uh, think it robbery to call God, to give God some, some exact names uh, of some people. So I am going to do just that. Thank you, Sister Willis. I see your, I see your request. God bless you. Uh, we're going to continue. We're going to lift people up tonight. This is what I need you all to do. Uh, as I'm praying, as I'm praying, let's bombard heaven uh, on account of these people. Let's bombard heaven, bombard heaven on account of these people. When I say bombard, that means if all of us are praying uh, with, on one, with one accord for the same cause for these people, uh, then, then uh, uh, we, we, we want to get God's attention, right? As the song says, his eye is on the sparrow. Uh, and, and, and so, yeah, that means that means e- even that uh, he is watching. So we want to lift him up uh, right now. These people I see. I see your request, uh, your other request, uh, Felicia. I see your request. Your other request, Carrie. Pat, I see yours. Thank you. Uh, we're going to go ahead and pray. And as, if I start and, 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 and you still type, I'll take a peek every now and then before I wrap up. <clears throat> and and uh, just I want to make sure I call the names uh, that I can. Let's pray. Uh, Father God, we thank you. Uh, again, Lord, for just being who you are. God, we thank you 
for this platform. God, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you just for uh, your presence. God, we thank you just for your amazing, amazing, amazing God. We just thank you for your Shekinah glory, God. We just thank you for everything that you continue to do for us, God. We just want to lift your name uh, today, God. We just want to lift your name and send blessings right back to you on today, God. We just want to love you and adore you tonight, God, because you are a good, good God. God, we have some names of some people, God, who are calling out to you right now, God, uh, for whatever condition they might be in, God. We just want to lift their names up to you right now, God. We're lifting up uh, Carrie Willis uh, and Bernard Cooper, God. We recognize that they are some, they are under the weather, uh, God, but we're trusting you right now. We're trusting you right now, God. We lifted up our sister, uh, Felicia Brown, earlier today and her husband, God. We, we know that you've already started that process, and we're, we're claiming it done already. Uh, we're lifting up Kayla and Jada Steele uh, right now, God. We, we, we know that you understand that, 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 that there is still power in the blood that your son shed, that there is still power in that blood, God. So we're lifting up those names to you right now, God. We're lifting up Preshay Bowen, Preshay Bowen. We're lifting her up right now, uh, God. We're lifting up Tammy Winchester uh, and John Cross. We're lifting them up right now, God. We recognize, God, that you can do anything but fail. And, God, we trust you. We trust your will. We trust your ultimate judgment, God. Yes, in our own selfish need, we want our people to be healed and, and, and immediately restored, God. But, God, we, let us give us a mindset to trust your will. God, we'll accept you. God, we, we're, we're praying for your yes. But, God, our hearts tell us that we have to accept your no. So, Lord God, we're praying right now, God, for supernatural healing right now. We're praying right now, God, that we recognize that you are omnipresent, God. So even though I'm sitting over here on the south side of Chicago, God, we know that your word can touch those way on the west, the east, the north side, God, even on the other side of this planet, God. Your word can touch any and everywhere all at the same time. So we're, ble- we're blessing you right now, God, for your omnipotent power. Lord God, we just want to say thank you. We want to bless your name, God. Now, God, we're praying. We're praying, God, for the mind of pastors and leaders all throughout our country. We're praying for the mind of pastors and leaders in our city today, God. God, we know that the position that they're in weighs heavy on them daily for those that are truly connected to you. And God, we're asking God that they would be, uh, uh, that you would be with them as they make the decisions on how to shepherd your people. So, God, we don't criticize, we don't damn, we don't condemn, we don't do any of that, God. We just want to lift up your name, God. And we know that you that you will get the glory whether we show up in person or online. We're trusting, God, that you will still show up because your Bible didn't say, your, your Bible did not tell us, God, that we had to be all under the same roof, God. Your Bible tells us, God, that you are any and everywhere all at the same time. Your Bible says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men up to me. It didn't say if I be lifted up in the church building. It didn't say if I be lifted up in the sanctuary. It didn't say if I be lifted up in the auditorium. It simply says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So God, whether we're lifting you up online or lifting you up in person, God, if we're lifting up the name of Jesus, we're asking right now, God, that you would inhabit whatever the praises are that go up in your name, God. 
We're asking that you would inhabit the praises of your people, God, and that you would get the glory and that they would be edified. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Hey, glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, won't you go ahead and give him some praise. Hallelujah in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Woo. All right, y'all. Look, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Look, if you got to drive around this uh, 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 special city, y'all know the one, this special, special city, uh, the one we call Chi-Town, do me a favor, uh, my brothers and my sisters. Uh, I just need y'all to stay safe. Stay, please, 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 please. First, first and foremost, uh, stay safe, stay safe, uh, and and keep your head. Uh huh. Y'all know what it is. Uh, I was trying to play my song, but they didn't want me to. Uh, but keep your head, keep your head, keep your head uh, on a swivel because you know why? Because people are doing the most out here right now. So we need to make sure y'all stay safe, stay prayed up. But do me a favor, keep your head on a swivel. Two T's, one L. One O, we out. No!